Welcome back to the Peas Podcast, the show where we delve into the captivating world of Lytton local legends. I'm your host, Joan Pease, and I proudly serve as a state member for Lytton. In this podcast, we celebrate the rich tapestry of our community by highlighting the extraordinary stories, individuals and businesses who make up Lytton, which is a really, truly special place to call home. From historic figures to contemporary heroes, we'll explore the diverse talents and remarkable achievements that have shaped Lytton's identity. Each episode, we uncover the untold tales and remarkable contributions of those who have made a positive impact on our Bayside. In today's episode, I'm really thrilled to have a really fascinating guest with us, and this is Marley Hannum. So Marley is an amazing human being. She is a local entrepreneur and has done some amazing things for our commercial world in in Wynnum. And uh, at a time where she went out and um, took a stand and did some pretty sensational things and is also very hesitant to <laughs> to blow her own trumpet and is feeling very uncomfortable about being here today. <laughs> but I know that Marley is loved by the community and for all of the great work that she does for the community, uh, running Cedar and Pine and also the Little Cedar store. I know that um, the girls from CFC awarded her a, a special award as a community worker last or this year. So we're going to talk about Marley and hear a little bit about her and her vision and all of the great things that you have done. Welcome, Marley. Thanks, Joe. <laughs> it is a very weird thing to be doing, isn't it? Well, yep, no. Well, for me it is. I'm not very big on speaking. And um, so, and, yeah. and yet you run a bar. Yeah. Face-to-face, you're very great. You're yeah. m- more comfortable when you're dealing with people face-to-face. Yep. And you do that really well. Thank you. So for those of you that haven't been down to Cedar and Pine, and I don't think there would be very many people in the Winter Manly area that haven't enjoyed a little ale or two down at the bar, how have you enjoyed running the bar? Uh, I love it. I actually genuinely love it. I feel like it's a um, fortuitous situation that I'm in and has kind of brought together um, people, obviously, but also brought with it all the things that I love about you know, people, community, music, hospitality, and it is like the central place that's brought that all together and that didn't make sense. But anyway. No, it, but it does. It, and, and that's exactly what it is. It's like it's a, a little hub. It's a place, a little place where people can go, where everyone knows your name, not, <laughs> not wanting to pull, pull on the old Cheers show, but <laughs> it is very much like that. And Wynnum does have a huge sense of community and and no more so than somewhere like Cedar and Pine where people can go in and feel that they're welcomed and they've, they've got a place to be. And um, I know that you've done a little bit of work not just being a bar. You have book clubs that operate from there. Is the book club still operating? The book club still operating eight years on. Wow. Now I'm hosted by local legend Danica Patterson, mm-hmm. local author Danica, so... Mm. Yes, that started eight years ago for my own desires because mm. I loved reading and I thought that would be a nice thing to do. And, yeah, now it takes care of itself with Danica. But That's fine. What yeah. night of the week do you, does uh, that happen? The book club is the first Thursday night of every month. 
And how many people generally come along? Oh, probably just depends on things, but generally at least 20 people come to that book club, 20 regulars. Oh, isn't that fantastic? Yeah. Do you always get time to read the book that's a part of I'm a bit of a book rebel. Um, (laughs) So when I did first start it, we had to read what I was reading because it was my book club. And then when I had to let that go, um, I obviously... Um, don't get a chance to keep reading because I generally just choose to read what I want to read, which sounds a little bit selfish, but I don't get enough time to read, mm. so I do like to read the books that I um, – but, yeah, occasionally we'll, I'll read what or have mm. read what they are reading, yeah. I completely get what you're saying because if you're like me, you read for pleasure and as a sense of, really, um, re- you know, relaxation. So to be told what you have to read is sort of a bit like – I'm not going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> this is my relaxation time. Yeah. Would that be right? Yeah, yeah more or less, yeah. <laughs> and Marley, you've really committed to the community, not just starting a business. You've got family here. You've got kids that grew up and went to school locally. Absolutely, yes. I have two boys who are both currently at Iona mm-hmm. and they're Wynnum Bugs boys and, yeah, they're definitely Wynnum mm-hmm. kids through and through. Yeah, no, it's great. And and the other great thing is I you also employ people locally and um, they're, I've seen local kids grow up and come through the yep. through Cedar and Pine, yep. watch them grow up Absolutely. into young adults and then mm-hmm. adults. So congratulations yep. for that. Thank you. How many people do you employ? Uh, between the two shops, I have about 10 staff, so relatively small, but oh, we are relatively a small business. It might appear that we're not, but mm. at, at its heart, both my shops are just small, independent, run by ourselves kind of um, businesses, yes. Yeah, and that is um, a big undertaking. You say it's not a lot of staff. Ten, ten staff members, uh, you know, that incline. In- requires work and yeah. doing payroll. But it's also um, a big responsibility because you have to mentor those people, yeah. particularly if they're young people, and, yeah. and help them to find their feet and, and guide them. Do you enjoy that work? Um, it's probably not my greatest strength, and um, prob- but probably also I've learned a lot about myself in learning how to manage staff and people and expectations and relationships and I still, to this day, think it's my greatest challenge and the thing I work on most is um, how to be the best in that position because, Mm. yeah, it is incredibly challenging, I find. And it's a big responsibility too. Absolutely. Mm. And how are you finding uh, staffing at the moment? There's a great deal of talk at the moment about shortage of skills. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's an obvious thing. I get told it's in every industry, but obviously I only feel it and see it through the hospitality industry. But there's definitely... Uh, a lack of, or I don't know, is it? You could probably Mm. answer this more than I am. Are people not doing hospitality anymore? It's an interesting field, isn't it? Because for many people, um, particularly young people, they look at hospitality as a job to get them through school or uni and then don't see it as a long-term career path, whereas there are great opportunities in hospitality that can take you places. Look at you. Look where you are. You now own and run a bar and a magnificent, um, your new um, venture. So I do think that um, have to have a bit of a reset and a rethink about um, opportunities in the hospitality industry because you've been successful and it's also given you great job satisfaction. Yeah, yeah. Would you say? Absolutely. So, yeah, I'm I'm not sure why we're not seeing the numbers come through or the even the sheer number of resumes you used to get handed gone 
people just seem to have no interest in hospitality, kitchens, chefing, front mm. of house. It seems to be a um, dwindling career choice mm. for, I don't know if it's a generational thing, if it's a phase, if it's pre-COVID, post-COVID. Mm. I'm not sure, but yeah. I've definitely noticed that it's very hard to find Skilled, trained or even mm. staff that want to be in mm. in that environment. And sometimes too the hours are, are <laughs> gruelling. Oh. I mean that that's will probably put put some people yeah. off. But there's also huge rewards. I mean, I've I've worked in hospitality myself and, and I one of the things that I like no matter what I do, as long as I can talk to people, I'm happy to ha- that's what I uh, that's what in, invigorates me is people. So hospitality is a great area for that. And tell me, how is your new little venture going? Tell us a bit about the store, first of all. I've been in there, but if you haven't been out to see the Little Cedar store, you are missing out on a treat to your senses. It's <laughs> a magnificent um, venture. So how's it? what prompted you to do that? Oh, long, long story with why I chose to do it, but I'm glad I have done it. And so Little Cedar's seven weeks old now, so mm. only just relatively new, um, about a year in the making to make it um, come to be. But yeah, I think um, with Cedar and Pine, I've always had the potential to open a couple of bottle shops. The licence that I have there mm-hmm. allows me to trade as a hotel, mm-hmm. which probably a lot of people might not know that. Mm. So um, obviously I've never needed or wanted pokies or accommodation mm. or anything to do with that side of the licence, but... The um, detached bottle shop part of the licence, I always had it in the back of my head, I guess, that one day when I sell cedar and pine, someone that knows what they're doing, some big corporation, some BWS chain (laughs) might buy my little licence in order to be able to open the three bottle shops that you can Mm. with that licence. And I think as my kids got older and aren't relying on me so much and I don't have a partner, I just had this extra time up my sleeve and I was like, why don't you just give a bottle shop a go. And that's the story of how Little Cedar Store started. But it's a little bit more than a bottle shop, Marley. You know, like it's a it's a pretty special place. <laughs> yeah, it is a little bit more than a bottle shop. Um, and tell us what it's about. Well, tell us what's in there. Well, there's a little bit of everything in Little Cedar Store. There's a little deli section and by little, there's, I mean tiny in terms of the cheeses and the meats and the dips and that sort of thing. And then there's also, um, I just thought that as a bottle shop, it's probably not going to run and succeed on its own. I think there's too many Dan Mm. Murphys and BWSs that make it hard to um, just have that as its main um, point of interest. So I not only made the wines an interesting um, Mm. array of... um, selections there. I just thought I just needed to add a few other bits and pieces just to give it, give people reasons to come into it more than just um, for their wine. So, mm. And the wines are special. They're, they've got a really eclectic mix of wine and you have some wonderful staff. So What's, wh- how did you find your sommelier and what, what does he, what does, it's sommelier, is that the correct oh, pronunciation? I've given up trying to but say. But what do they do? You te- you explain what they do. Well, they just have such a deep understanding and knowledge of wine and how wine is made and winemakers and I've never ever lied or um, been shy of the fact that I have no understanding of, of that. So I knew to have to mm. keep the collection and the range of wines that we have there at Little Cedar Store, I couldn't be 
in the store physically telling people how to to drink their wines. But, um, yeah, so thankful that I have a team that absolutely live and breathe for um, wanting people to explore their wine, Mm. um, the diversities and what you can drink and the tastes and the regions and all of that sort of stuff. So I think that's hit a nice um, point with with Wynnum and, Mm. um, yeah, there is certainly a a clientele there that do love mm. talking about wine and tasting and going on the journey that is proper wine, mm. I guess, yeah. Oh, and it's a it's a real adventure. I, I When I went in, the first time I went in, it was lovely. Like someone could give me some great advice about wine and and a good cross-section and, uh, you know, from an affordable. And that's the nice thing. So yeah. you can have some beautiful wines, try something new and get some advice because Whilst a bit like you, I don't know a lot about wine, but I know what I like. And um, so for someone to be able to recommend and suggest, it's always great. And to try something different. I I tried a lovely wine from Portugal and Beautiful. it was very – I really liked that. So thank you very much. It was <laughs> probably something I would never have tried. Oh, that's fantastic. And the deli lines, are they going okay? Deli's ticking along and I'm, um, you know, again trying to just – bring in things that you can't get at the big chains mm. and the Woolies and the Coles and support small little producers of um, cheeses mm. and condiments and mm. chocolates. And again, <laughs> I've tried that too and they're, yeah. they're fantastic. <laughs> All of my colleagues, they enjoyed them when I brought them in and showed them off. Again, trying to promote the great um, services and opportunities that we have down in Wynnum. So how long have you been at Cedar and Pine for now? I am in my eighth year now. Oh, my goodness. I know, That's amazing. Thank you. So how many people would you have thought you would have had come through your doors? I know. That's a cruel question, isn't it? I have no idea. I don't know. Because you're busy all the time. Well, according to my social media, I'm busy (laughs) all the time, but I don't think that's the reality of hospitality. But um, yeah, And it's hard to manage because you don't know. You know, like I know during school holidays, the area – was very quiet yeah, during the last absolutely, holidays. and we we are no different than any other venue in mm. that respect. In that we face our quiet periods and our early nights and our where is everybody nights. But I think it's perceived that I mustn't experience those nights. But I'm telling you now, Joan, yeah. that yeah, no one's immune to that. No. And hospitality is a hard game in that respect. Yes, and yeah. um, especially in suburbs where we're dealing with. You know, we don't have the tourist foot traffic mm. that the city places get and that sort yeah. of thing. So you just, but you just learn how to manage and, that. And that's a really interesting point. We are at the end of the line. Like it's not a suburb that people drive through. So we really have to rely on our community to support. So that's why it's been lovely to watch. Like Marley, that was a huge commitment to the area eight years ago. And Wynnum's a very different place now than it was eight years ago <laughs> to say, let's start a bar. Uh, so it's great that you've done that. Thank you. And, um, and made that commitment because you were, the, you were the trailblazer. What does that make you? Does that make you feel <laughs> proud? Oh, I don't know. This is where I get really uncomfortable. <laughs> I don't know. Don't be uncomfortable because, Marley, you are loved. You know that. Pe- the people in the community love you and they love what you do and we love your logo that all we have is now. <laughs> and for those people that haven't been down to Cedar and Pine, there's a lovely big neon sign at the back that has that and it resonates with so many people and it obviously means something to you. Absolutely, yeah. Mm. 
So you that was a big commitment, as I said. Yeah, big commitment. And But I also am a big believer in the universe puts you on the path you're supposed to be on and I do believe I'm supposed to be on this path. And mm. But it's more than... It's more than just a bar. You know, you, your business and you have really branded yourself as being a great community worker when really it is a business. You don't have to support the community but you put yourself out all the time. <laughs> There's always a donation from Cedar and Pine. There's always support for an event that people might want to host. So... How do people reach out to you with terms like that? Do they just get in touch with you or do you...? Yeah, I love, the, I love the fact that I have my phone number, my direct mobile number is on my website, is on my business cards, is on any way you need to get in contact with me. It is just best to get in contact with me. And that's, I guess, what I love most about being a small independent business. I don't need to have an email address where I've got people mm. working on my behalf to get yeah, the thing I love, like you said, is connecting with those people mm. and listening to why they need that donation or why they need to do an event in the bar and things like that. And that's what it's all about, connecting with more than just making it about making some money. And mm. that's, yeah, I guess that's what. And it's amazing the joy that you bring. It really is. So thank you for that. <laughs> and I, I mean, I mean that from the bottom of my heart because I see how much you put in personally, I mean, at a huge cost and your time and effort. But it's, well, I hope you realise how much you are loved and I know that it's difficult for you to accept that um, acknowledgement. But <laughs> you're feeling, I can see you're getting more and more uncomfortable. My apologies. I don't mean to make you uncomfortable. No, I'm not uncomfortable. But it's an opportunity to, to really say thank you. And for the community, thank you for supporting Marley because it was a new venture. And as a consequence, that trailblazing kind of started to put Wynnum on the map. Now people uh, were not, not leaving the area to go out for a drink. They were coming and going to you. And the thing is that because of that, more and more options have opened, which means more and more people are coming because there's no, there's more options for people. Yeah. So it's great for that. And I hope that um, the Little Cedar store is well received. I would encourage all Bayside's to get and go down and treat your senses because it is really <laughs> a beautiful venue. And um, I um, I know that it will be very well received. Thank you. So, Marley, thank you. Pleasure. Thank Anything you. you wanted to say before we sign off? Thank you for having me. Oh, it's great to have you. And thanks again, Marley. So thank Pleasure. you very much. Thank you. So thanks for joining us for this uh, captivating journey through Lytton's Local Legends. I hope that uh, you have enjoyed our insightful conversation with a very uncomfortable Marley <laughs> and we've all gained a deeper understanding about um, her experience and her incredible uh, determination and perseverance to, you know, commit to the Bayside in, in a business but also the community. So thank you very much for that. If you've loved this um, episode, please make sure to subscribe to the Peace Podcast so you never miss an opportunity to discover more captivating stories of the extraordinary individuals who make Lytton the vibrant place that it is today. I'd also encourage you, if you haven't been into Little Cedar Store or to Cedar and Pint, make sure that you go down and say g'day to Marley and um, buy a bottle of wine or a nice, you sell beer at Little Cedar Store too. They've got lovely range of beers as well. I'd love to hear for your feedback or any suggestions for future episodes. If you've got someone that you'd like to hear from, please reach out uh, on social media or through my office because um, engagement keeps this podcast thriving and we want to let the locals hear about local legends just like Marley. So thank you for coming, Marley. Thank you. Thank you.